If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. We made it through a Friday here in uh, late July. Brent Morton, Austin Lane. Who's his final day of vacation? I think. Uh, hopefully he had a good one. Scott is back for a Friday edition. Guy works every day. He'll be on the weekend as well. Uh, we appreciate the effort. Hey, so let's go, baby. What you got on the shirt today? What is that? Uh, I got a little uh, Polynesian print going on, some surfboards, like some uh, I thought that flowers. Was a surfboard. Uh, Casual uh, Fridays. I'm very weekendy. Casual Fridays, Brent. I'm not even talking about Austin shirt that That's fine. I mean, I don't, when don't you're even playing Wrigley, hey, I mean, I don't even When th- you're playing Wrigley, I don't you know even know if that's saying? allowed. Like, when you're playing Wrigley and you got Red Span chirping up, I got to show up for the team. I actually like the shirt. Thanks, man. Kind of. Actually, it's, sort of, it's funny. When I went back home, I went through like my old college clothes, came across this shirt, and now here we are. I wow. mean, if, if it's it looks opening, like a brand new shirt. I know, right? I've been having it for like, it's, it's like 12 years old right now. How about that? Yeah. Sh- shout out to OxyClean, really maintaining the fabrics. <laughs> Cut the check, OxyClean. <laughs> Cut the check. Every time we ask for the check, it doesn't seem like it comes you know what? in. Never, not even an email. It nothing. doesn't even come in. Nothing. Not sure why I ask anymore. I mean, truth. We are the best deal in town. It only, you better believe it. Hey man, it only you know. takes one. It only takes one. Well, Scott, some I, some <laughs> investor needs to be bold enough to embrace that opportunity. Be that innovator yeah. that can get behind this show and say, we're going to make this happen. And, baby, we'll take you to the top. Well, Absolutely. I'm just saying, man, I'm like a crab fisherman right now. I put out the biggest net possible. We've, we've talked about everything on this show, whether it's gas stations, <laughs> OxyClean, you name it. We've mentioned it. And still Pedialyte. to know. Pedialyte, man. We're talking Ruth Chris. I mean, Ruth Chris. What more do you want from us? I mean, Ruth, right. Ruth Chris. It's too many mentions on this show. Way too many mentions. Well, uh, and Don't even have a free steak yet. Exactly. But there's a bet on the line with that one for you. So, I mean. <laughs> It kind of should be mentioned. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to solicit business like this on the radio. My bad. I know we're not supposed to talk about ratings, but uh, just just let's just drop this best best uh, value in town right here on ESPN six ninety. I mean, look, you get you get a radio commercial and you get it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Twitch, yeah. the apps, yep. the stream, ten platforms, ten. ten platforms, and you only got to buy one contract. That's it. It's unbelievable. Fastest growing show in town, by the way, too. Didn't help you do that. All right, that's the uh, business side of things. <laughs> Was that a commercial? Sounded like it a little bit. We're all right, though. Um, yeah. Uh, you got me thinking it, uh, and we're well on our way. And we've got some exciting news on the way uh, in the next uh, week or so. We're not ready to do it just yet, but uh, hang tight. I think you're gonna like it. Some of you, at least, <laughs> should like it. Uh, NFL training camps. It's on. That's not a surprise, man. Like I like I guess that's the news out in the last little bit. It's like, okay, thanks, that's cool. But I am not surprised. Like I thought training camps were gonna go. It's just gonna go in a different way. Like I I've been saying that, right? I mean, look at guys reported. Yeah. Guys are reporting on Tuesday. I, I never really thought there was much doubt that they would report. I think the COVID nineteen test and all that. But I it's not going to be the way we know it. But the national guys are saying, Hey, at least we've got this. It looks like it's going to happen. 
Are you surprised, though? So Ian Rappaport about eight minutes ago just announced that some details that are being finalized 2020, there will be a no-play, no-pay policy where all salaries and incentives will go away if games are stopped. Are you surprised with that? Let's uh, repeat that. So uh, no no play, no pay. Yeah. All, no salaries. All salaries paid. and incentives will go away if games are stopped. I, I guess I'm not really that surprised by that. Huh. Isn't that I, I kind of them? Isn't I that mean, what happened? Like, uh, did that happen in the NBA? I mean, once they stopped 75%, they weren't getting checks, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, from my point, and I hear the word incentives, right? So I think of like, so say you get to two games, two and a half games, well, now do you lose your, you know, acquired season because of that? You know, uh, I'm, I'm I, about I look incentives. at incentives like 10 sacks. Oh, okay. I That's got the you. way I'm thinking, but you yeah. might be right. I, I was just well, thinking, I no like, idea. hey, I reach 10 sacks, I get an extra half a million dollars in my contract. Sure. That's the way I was kind of looking at it. But I got uh, you. It, it, we'll have to read into that a little bit more. But there yeah. are more details coming out. Uh, here's what the NFLPA just said nine minutes ago. The NFLPA Executive Committee voted unanimous, unanimously to recommend the proposed changes to the CBA. That's it. That's what they just said. So the proposed changes, meaning training camps are going to open next week. And also, I think I saw, and I just want to make sure uh, that the last I saw in the economics of this, and this was just a few minutes ago, was that they're going to try to spread out the dollars over the first over the next four years. That's what I heard. So the NFL initially wanted, hey. If we lose a boatload of money this year because games are stopped or because fans aren't allowed in, well, we don't want to. Uh, we want you know, the players to kind of eat that up the next in next year. Mm-hmm. Well, the players are like, come on, man, let's spread that thing out over ten years. Let's spread. Well, even if it's ten million dollars, that's going to hurt our veterans. That's going to hurt our salaries. That's going to hurt some of the advances we've made. Don't kill us like in one year on that front. Well, so I think the happy medium there is a four-year plan. That's at least the last I saw. Uh, we have to see if all this still goes through from an economic standpoint. But they are getting closer and closer to finishing it. I kind of like it. Spread it out over four years. To me, there's a lot of logic in that. The other thing I saw was it won't go below $175 million in salary cap for 2021. So you can't take the massive hit next year. Which is good. I like this year, that. I think the cap's what, around 198 Does that sound right? I think 198 for all the teams. Well, think about that. It could drop $25 million. And, again, this goes back to what I said yesterday. And just take it close to home. The Jags are pretty good on the salary cap going into 2021. Yeah, They're uh, in pretty good shape. And correct. So, yeah, so um, it's 198 and then $200,000. So, oh, basically, yeah, yeah. basically, it's $198 million. Okay, yeah. $198 million. It could go as low as 175 but that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year is what this latest proposal said. Uh, and... I just think that from a close-to-home standpoint, the Jags are in great shape in the cap. If you look ahead to 2021, they should be in really good shape. Uh, Foles comes off the books and dead money, and mm-hmm. they've, they've cleared up space. I also think this comes into play for a guy like Yannick Ngakwe. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to treat it like Yannick Ngakwe, but for players like Ngakwe who are looking at these big deals down the road, whether that's this year, whether that's next year, once he gets off the tag, once he sits out a year. Well, if they really take a hit this year money-wise, the NFL, which is assumed they will to some degree, and the cap goes down, well, teams will be a little more reluctant, at least in 21, to put dollars in the 21 season like that. Mm-hmm. So there's not a, as much money available. Now, you can work contracts in a lot of different ways, but just the layman's terms of it, 
it's an interesting situation for Jan and his representation and how they might look at the actual dollars part of playing on the franchise tag here in Jacksonville. I know there's a principal portion of this. I'm talking about the dollars part of it. And could that change your mind? Could that impact your decision on what you decide to do, whether that's sit out a few games, whether that's not play at all, whether that's play the whole thing? I think it's interesting to watch how the economics could impact some players. So you think due to the economics of what could happen this next year with the, with the salary cap hit, you think that Yannick Ngakwe's chances of playing under the tag are better now? I would say they would Again, yes, I would say they would be better because I would say, hey, I want to get all my money right as much money as I can right now, because I might not get as much next year in a new deal. There might not be as much to give me. There Mm. might not be as many teams willing to do it because of their their salary cap situations. Like if you take the salary cap right now in the NFL and you said, okay, I and and I think I'm right on this, but uh, teams like the Patriots, I think the Eagles are in this uh, and I think the Chiefs are in this where they're really kind of up against the cap, mm. you know? Well, now, let's just say those are the three teams that are really up against the cap, and, and I might be right or, or wrong on that, but I think they're I think I'm right, and, I, and they're probably not the only teams that are close to up against it. But now you shrink that cap to 175 next year as you look ahead. Well, now how many teams does that bring into cap? Again, nobody's ever super in trouble with the cap, but at least it will make them think a little bit more, and that's my well, point. Yeah, and once again, it just comes down to do you think Yannick Ngakwe really cares about next year and how much money he's going to make as opposed to sacrificing what he believes in and playing for the Jaguars? And that's what it really comes down to. My argument's going to be if Yannick Ngakwe is really concerned about his future and his money, he would have signed the tag right now. Because once again, technically, you could say he's in a contract year where if he plays out this season, obviously what he does this season is going to be beneficial to signing a new contract somewhere else. It does him no good if he's worried about money to sit out right now because obviously you're going to be better well served if you show up to training camp, you get conditioned you get ready to go. So once again, it, it comes down to the priorities of Yannick Ngakwe, and you know where I stand on it. I don't think, as far as the cash is concerned, that's his top priority. Well, I don't think it's his top priority now. I just wonder if his priorities change a little bit or money becomes a little bit more part of the equation. And by the way, I'm singling out because we know Jan's situation. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this could be the case for a bunch of guys. Not, not Listen, I think Jan's the only He's the only one that hasn't signed his franchise tag. So it's not a bunch of guys in that respect. Mm -hmm. But even looking forward to guys that are due big contracts, it could impact players that are due for big deals next year, Mm -hmm. is my point. And teams that have kind of projected where they'll be in in 2020, 2021. I mean, the cap could be for the next two years more of a storyline than it has been uh, in recent years. Let me ask you this, though. Guaranteed money. That doesn't count against the cap, right? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the upfront stuff. That's the signing bonus. Let's call it the signing bonus. Well, I think it's it's not a – I don't think that's a yes or no question. I think it's how much was put against the cap in each year. When you get when you guarantee money, say you gave – say Chris Jones is going to get $60 million, How sure. did they spread it out? Well, you know what I mean? Did but, they spread some out for uh, 20, some yeah. out for 21, some out for 22 even? Well, How did they spread it out? And listen, and, but the, what I'm trying to get to here is this is my theory that there's always money with the salary cap, all right? Going over the salary cap does not exist in the NFL because at the end of the day, if you want to bring in that big-name guy, you, you front-load everything and you give him the biggest signing bonus possible, give it to him up front. Now, there's obviously a little bit of leap of faith there because you yes. pay a guy up front and all of a sudden you have to ask yourself, well, what's the incentive for him to play the next two or three years? Yes. And give you all of his best abilities. 
I get that. But I'm just saying if the salary cap does indeed go down next year, there are ways around it. And one of those ways I feel like would be front-loading it and giving them the biggest signing bonus you can think of. For the third day in a row, I'll remind you, yes, camps are starting. This looks good. Football is on. I thought football would be on. I I, I kind of felt like we were on the calendar, on the schedule. It's just I have to remind you, it's different. They are going to do COVID-19 testing. They are going to go back to their hotel. They'll probably have meetings and Zoom calls and all those things. But being out on the field and training camp as we know it will not start next week. I think we have to make that clear. And I just want to remind everybody, obviously, fans can't go anyway. But next week, we're not going to be sitting here talking about, man, Mitch, you look good throwing the football around. That's my point. We're a couple weeks away from that still and maybe even a little bit longer. Uh, so we'll update you on the NFL happenings as things are moving and shaking with the NFL and the NFLPA. College football, what's the latest on that front as there was a Board of Governors meeting today? How will that all shake out? Uh, MLB opening day last night. Did you watch? You see that rain come down? Wow. That was a lot of rain. <laughs> but we get a lot of rain in Florida. Wow. Uh, and your favorite team is most likely playing today and opening up much like Austin Lanes is and mine is they are the buffalo blue jays for 2020 <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it and that's right? not our favorite team yeah but the blue jays have found a home what a storyline i mean when you talk about major league baseball in 2020 you will talk about the blue jays even a day after the major league baseball season began did not have a home yeah at least they now have a home well, and listen i got one baseball question for you real quick did you watch the dodgers last night i watched a good oh, like six innings of the dodgers game is dustin may real is, it, is he a real person? Yeah, I think he's related to Ty and Caleb. <laughs> he might be. That guy ran on the field now. I'm like, this is new. Yeah, I've never seen him before. How do you get, like, it's always amazed with Pedro Martinez and guys like that. See, Roger Clemens throws gas. Mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, the guy's got a trunk like an oak tree. Yeah, yeah. And and he's big. <laughs> that guy and, and Pedro, they're like 160 pounds soaking wet. I know, I mean, man. maybe 165 because of his hair. Yeah. And the guy's slinging at 98, man, and that thing is free and easy, 98. I mean, that thing was humming. Well, I mean, he seemed kind of lanky, though, right? So you got the, like, I guess the, I mean, how tall was that guy, would you say, Dustin May? I mean, he seemed like I don't know the tall, what he was. Whatever. I would say 6'2", maybe. Okay, so, I mean, we take the height into account, does that kind of help? Oh, yeah, tall yeah. and lanky matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I well, think he, so. was, he was definitely that. Uh, it's just wild to see. Yeah. I mean, different shapes and sizes, man. Different shapes uh, and sizes. Happens. That's yeah. what I do like about baseball uh, is you can do that. You can't really get away with it as much. You can a little bit, but not as much in football and basketball sure. as you can uh, in baseball. All right, uh, so we got a lot to get to today. Uh, when we come back, Jamal Adams, hmm. has he taken it too far with his criticism, or is this his pathway out of New York? Ah. I think someone's been to the church of Jalen Ramsey, Brent. Ah. Yeah. And is Jan watching? (laughs) (laughs) See a follower. We'll see. (laughs) We will talk a little Jamal Adams when we come back. We'll keep you updated on college football. High school football doesn't start till August 24th. That came out last night, uh, and that's in terms of practices only. We've got some bets and more predictions. This has become a degenerate show. You better believe it, man. Check the T-shirt. And we're damn proud of it. <laughs> Hope you are, too. Hang with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Happy Friday. Happy baseball season. Heading into a weekend smiling here on ESPN 690. I'm NASCAR champion Kurt Busch, and you're listening to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You run out of baseball music? Not two days in a row? Yeah, pretty much blew the wad yesterday. 
Brett Marno, Austin Lane. That's Scott here on a Friday heading into a weekend. Hope everybody's doing well. Get big plans for the uh, late July hot summer sun. Whatever those plans might be, stay safe. Yep. Now everybody's clock is thrown off because school isn't starting in like 12, 15 days. And practices aren't starting on Monday for fall sports kids. And, you know, everything usually is starting to wrap up in my world because it's turning on to football season. And all of a sudden, I feel like we got like a bonus couple weeks. Yeah. Like, can I go away? Can we get another baseball tournament around here? I I mean, in terms of of, of families and and family days, it's just nonstop. It's almost like Groundhog Day, right? We wake up every single day, your family's there, put a smile on that face and go to work. I like it. And a lot more steps being in uh, walking in the neighborhood. Sure. So have you met the neighbors yet? Yeah, I've I've met a lot of neighbors now. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Any friends? Nah. <laughs> haven't really added friends. You're not going to ask anybody for a, Probably been a cup of sugar or anything? too much. I don't really want to be friends with them anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. I won't name names. Okay. You probably shouldn't for, for, for the sake of our show. And <laughs> or maybe for the they sake don't of want health. to. Yeah. Good. Uh, hey, Jamal Adams wants out of New York and hasn't got his way so far. Yeah. Is he taking it too far? Criticisms about the front office, criticisms <laughs> about uh, Adam Gase. Uh, listen, it's not like Gase hasn't been criticized before, but uh, as aggressively as Jamal Adams did in terms of not being the right leadership uh, in the building for the New York Jets during this time and going forward, I mean, that's a pretty pretty harsh shot yeah. at the organization. Uh, that's a pretty good... Uh, I know players have a voice now, and that voice is probably as powerful as it ever has been. But there also is something in the line of insubordination along the way, Mm -hmm. I would suspect. Well, and do you want to quick say some of the quotes that he said? So uh, on Adam Gase, Jamal Adams goes, I don't feel he's right to be the leader. What really bothers me is that he doesn't have a relationship with everybody in that building. If there's a problem in the locker room, he lets another coach address the team. You got more? Um, that that was like the big one. That's like all in the headlines. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the this is obviously, the but he also calls out the GM and calls out. He calls. He wants out. Is this his method of getting out, or is it players speaking up about the uh, reality of the situation in New York? I saw a tweet. Somebody said, "Hey, here's the record of the Jets the last eight games." Mm-hmm. Gase and the Jets did a nice job. They rebounded. They were six and two in the second half of the season. So it sounds like they actually had some momentum going. They, they, I think the jury's still out on Darnold, and, and they're well, rebuilding easy, but that but roster. The guy had mono. He's seeing ghosts. He, he went through a heck of a year. Yeah, but uh, rebounded. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what Le'Veon Bell's going to be, but they have some players. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adams is one of those players. I don't, again, they're kind of like in the middle. I don't know which. They could go either way, and a lot of it's going to be based off Gase and Donald and, and what goes on there. But uh, I don't see them as like an absolute mess at the moment, coming off six and two in the second half of the year. This is all about Adams trying to get out of there, right? Without a doubt. Because listen, I mean, when you're Jamal Adams, you're obviously a leader on that team. Not only a vocal leader, but also a leader on that field as well. And listen, Jamal Adams knows what's up, Brent. If, if there's a problem with the culture, if you have a problem with the coach, then you go in his office 
and you voice your concerns, right? Because that's how you win football games. It's when you have something to say, you go to the coach, you guys hash it out, and you try to find, to your best of your abilities, a common ground. That wasn't done here. He went to social media, put him on blast, and now we're here. Once again, this has nothing to do with trying to improve the culture of the New York Jets. This has nothing to do, really, I think, with Jamal Adams being fed up with Adam Gase, even though that's probably one of the reasons why he wants out of New York. This has everything to do with Jalen Ramsey teaching the class of how to leave a team one-on-one, and right now Jamal Adams is sitting in class taking notes and following suit. Yeah, and I think uh, that's what it reminds you of. It also, listen, keep in mind, and and Jalen and even Jamal Adams has been way more vocal. Jan was vocal for a stretch. He hasn't been super vocal through the whole length of this, but obviously went after the owner's son, mm-hmm. which then kind of falls in the category of this kind of stuff. I mean, it was it was a week of it mm-hmm. or a couple of days of it, but it definitely fell in the category of Ramsey and, and Adams in terms of trying to get out. It's like, hey, I'm going to attack, attack right at the top. And that seemingly backfired because it ended up pushing the ownership and the Jags into a corner and they're like, okay. You you want to go? Uh, so, well, guess who's got the power here? True. But here's the here's the big difference with that, though, Brett. And I agree with you. Obviously, it was a miscalculation uh, on Yannick Ngakwe. He throws the Hail Mary, doesn't convert it, and he's still in Jacksonville. And obviously, in my opinion, he lost that battle with Tony Khan. I think a lot of people would agree with me there. But here's the, here's the main difference between Yannick Ngakwe and Jamal Adams. Yannick Ngakwe, with all due respect to him, is not the face of the team. Okay? Jamal Adams... You can make an argument for maybe Le'Veon Bell, but eh. But Jamal Adams is the face of the New York Jets. He's the captain in that locker room, and he's by far the biggest leader in that locker room. When you have those type of things going on, ah, I could argue like Jalen Ramsey, who was probably the face of the Jacksonville Jaguars at the time. That wasn't necessarily the biggest leader, but he, I mean, he was the star player, right? Well, to me, Jamal Adams is that guy as well. And the fact that he's going about his business right now, airing out the dirty laundry on social media, it's showing you that he has confidence. Like, listen, I'm way too big. I'm way too talented for the Jets to keep me on. Because you know why? If you do choose to keep me on the, on the New York Jets and you choose to have me show up in training camp and through the regular season, other players are going to start feeling how I'm feeling, and they're going to have a, a culture mess on your hands. Let me ask you this from an outside-looking-in perspective, because we've wondered with – like. Again, if you're a great player, you're probably going to put up with some things. But it does at least sit in the back of your mind if you're an organization. Does the way Jalen reacted, did it sit in the back of some organization's minds and say, hey, we're only willing to give up this because this is as great as a player as he is, is, as much as it's going to cost us in a contract, we know, as much as it's going to cost us in draft capital, we're adding a little bit of risk with a guy that might be willing to go this far to get out. You know, and so the Rams were willing to go there. Said, okay, hey, you know what? We're all right. We can handle this. He just really wants out of Jacksonville. That's Jacksonville. A lot because of he's that good at the end of the day. Yeah. And because, and I think some people would then say, yeah, it's Jacksonville. You know, a lot of people have wanted out of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I think they could say, much like Cleveland has that stigma a little bit to it as well. And most recently, maybe even Washington. But it, keep in mind all the stars that Cleveland has right now on their team. No, I'm just saying over the years. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay. People like, I want out of here. I mean, look, gotcha. you can say all the stars you want, but. And Joku just said he wants out of there. So, I mean, well, yeah, okay. and a lot of people, every time somebody says they want out of Cleveland, say that's Cleveland. I got you. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. And the perception in Jacksonville could be taken the same way from afar okay. is, my, is my point. But now we get it on the other side and we say, okay, Jamal Adams, 
listen, we've even discussed, hey, Jamal Adams might not be a battle of trade for Jan if you're really going to end up getting rid of him at the end of the day. Get Jamal Adams down here, fortify that secondary a little bit, young guy, build around, kind of nice, nice piece to have, no doubt. What I'm kind of wondering now, when you see all the Jamal Adams stuff, I want out, I want out, I want out, I'm going to go here, I want to go here, I want to go here. Uh, now the coach stinks, the front office stinks, I'm willing to go this far to do it. Do you think it red flags an organization? Does it red flag <laughs> you if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars to say, hey, listen, we know he's a really good player, yep. really great player, but I just don't know. Uh, listen, I, at one time, if you offered me, if you said this, this, and this would work to get Jamal Adams, now it might be this and this instead of that third this. Yeah. Uh, from afar, does it, with a team like Jacksonville that could be interested, I'm not saying they are, but we're interested in them. Does it turn you off in any way? Doesn't do anything whatsoever for me because once again, you have to ask the question, does the talent outweigh the distraction? And time and time again with Jamal Adams, you're going to say yes. I mean, let's be honest here. Name any star player in the NFL and give me one scenario where that star player, I'm talking a star player in each team, didn't get what he wanted. Go and give me one example. Now, maybe you could say Melvin Gordon. But I mean, was Mel? To me, Philip Rivers was the star of the Chargers, not really Melvin Gordon. Yeah, like Gordon was a star. That's but, a but, decent but, but, answer. But he wasn't the star, Brett. Like to me, Jamal Adams is the star. Like he's the All Pro player. He's the Pro Bowler. He's the leader, the vocal leader, the energy. He brings everything to that team. So to me, he's just he's too big to fail. No matter what he says, no matter the tirades that he's about to go on. To me, if a team's in need of a safety. Regardless of the distractions, what he's going to try to maybe pull for the for the Jets, there is no way a team's not going to be like, man, I don't want Jamal Adams anymore because of what's going on in New York. There is no way that's going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what? I tend to agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I just wonder what some of the antics you can risk as well. Uh, because again, listen, man, when you trade, people don't like to trade draft capital. They don't like to trade that stuff away. Sure. And when you're going to trade for a player like this, assuming that that happens sometime, you're already reluctant. I don't care how good the player is. You're reluctant to trade because you think draft is the way you build a team and win, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's just, that's the mentality of a GM, whether you like it or not. That's kind of the mentality of a front office. And so you're already like, oh, I don't want to give up this stuff. Now, if you're like someone like the Jags have 21 picks over two seasons, you might be a little bit more willing, mm-hmm. you know, especially with two first rounders and two first rounders to part with something. You can you can run the risk of that a little bit more, even though the Jags look like they've been unwilling to try to get in that dance. Yeah. But I'm just saying, all right, if I'm already a little skeptical about giving something up for a player of any kind, uh Will I be less likely to offer as much as you can to get that guy? No, I hear you, man. All I'm going to say, though, is when you're probably the best at your position, I'm talking about at the safety position, I'm reminded of Antonio Brown. After watching the Antonio Brown saga last year play out, Anything's possible. But now. did and but Anything did people learn from Antonio Brown? Now, Antonio well, seems like he's his own. That, I mean, thing. And, and that's like, let's and be that's honest, why I don't like to, to bring the, it in. But. Yeah, but I mean, that's like to the extreme. That's to the nth degree. Like, I don't see Jamal Adams going all Antonio Brown over everybody. But if you want to recap it, I mean, throwing his team underneath the bus, throwing his coach underneath the bus, throwing management underneath the bus, um, and then you know the whole things where he does the videos and he's celebrating because he got traded out of Oakland. Just all that stuff, Brent. Like to me, it just goes to show you, and it's kind of been a story. The NFL now for you know the past couple decades or so is if you are talented enough and be honest, Antonio Brown was a very talented 
talented receiver when he was on the field. Jamal Adams is a very talented safety. If you're talented enough, the leash that you can get away with doing stuff is so long, man, that like, it, it, it would take something catastrophic for you to do to make teams turned off to the idea of signing you. Well, keep in mind, Jamal Adams has been asking out for months and months now, and he hasn't got out of there yet, and he's the best one or one of the best in the mm-hmm. league. So he hasn't got his way yet. Correct. So keep an eye on that. Yeah. And I'll also say for what you're saying, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think if you're a really good player, you're going to find a home. Somebody's going to give you a chance. Does that make Yannick Ngakwe not good enough of a player to still be here in Jacksonville? Yeah. I mean, does that downgrade how good of a player? Listen, we think he's a very good player. But if you're putting it in a category, he has not been able to find his way out of here. And, I mean, you just kind of said everybody finds their way out eventually Mm -hmm. if you're good enough because people will want you and get you. The price tag is, if anything, has gone down. It yeah. seemingly has for for Jan. See, and to me, it goes back to the to the influence, right? Where I think with Jalen Ramsey, listen, every single day Jalen Ramsey said something. Everybody was talking about it. Not just us, obviously, but I'm talking on a national media level. Now, yeah, people talk about Yannick Ngakwe as well, but I think Jalen Ramsey was in another tier in terms of, well, what's going on in Jacksonville? Jalen Ramsey, let's check it out. And I think the same thing can be said for Jamal Adams. Let me ask you this though, Brent. If you're the New York Jets front office right now, and obviously I would say you're probably committed to to Gates for at least another couple of years. I mean, you went out of your way to bring him in. He's your guy now. Do you let Jamal Adams go, or do you take the risk of kind of bringing that big influential guy and in Jamal Adams back in that locker room? Obviously, a little ticked off, a little fed up, and I get it. Players in locker rooms can understand the difference between business and winning football games, but when you have the leader of your team disgruntled, one could wonder if it's going to start to gel a little bit. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to mix business with winning football games. Do you get rid of Jamal Adams, or do you take the risk and bring him back? Well, I'm interested to see how they play. I mean, I, I think they can get a decent amount in return, but like the Jags have kind of showcased, and maybe the Jags have set mm. the standard, mm-hmm. said, hey, listen, you you know behind closed doors, GMs know what happened, and owners know what happened with that Jalen deal, or at least get a good read and maybe even like more of an exact read. Uh, you know, my read on it is, Going all the way back to Jalen, is that Shad Khan basically said, "Hey, this is going to be the week it happens. We're putting you out." That's why he said, "Hey, uh, Jalen's basically said he's ready to go," and then Jalen didn't go. Well, then it looked. I know some people think that looked bad on Shad. I think it looked bad on Jalen. That's when the tide turned here in town on Jalen when he didn't play, and so then the Jags. I think they were going to hold steady until they got all that return, and you couldn't pass that pass that up. Well, I think. Other organizations are now like, hey, we have, will we take this? Yes, but we want this. And if you are below what we actually would take, we ain't biting. We're not getting him out of town just because he's raising well, Kane a little bit, but, you know? But keep this in mind, though, Brent. You said that when Jalen, you know, quote unquote, kind of quit on his team with that back situation, and Chad Khan even said that, yeah, we think he's going to play. Jalen turns around and says, I'm not going to play. If you think that looks, if you think that makes Jalen Rams look bad, well, keep in mind, right after that, he got what he wanted. Okay, he he, he went to L.A. and now I think we, I mean, we can both agree he's happy with that, right? Yeah. He's happy being in L.A. So it wasn't like the the L.A. Rams were all right. Let's see what Jalen Ramsey's doing right now. Oh, he's not going to play on his team. Like, dang, he's he's going to sit out this game and he's, he's healthy and he's going to quit on his teammates like that. Do we want this guy in L.A.? They didn't even think twice about it. They gave up two first-round picks for it. And that's my point. If you're that talented, regardless of the distractions, teams that want you are going to bring you in. 
Yeah, and I just I think they were the only team that was willing to do it, though. Uh, I mean, as far as we know, it would have been yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were other dance partners, but not mm-hmm. giving up that kind of capital. Sure. Not giving up with it. What would have been really interesting if the Rams weren't, how long would that have carried yeah. out until the Jags said, okay, we've had enough? Mm-hmm. You know, that we just don't know how that would have played out. Uh, and right now we're finding out with the Yon situation that they're holding pretty firm uh, to get what they think they want uh, in return. I mean, up until this point. I think what's interesting, kind of how I got on that, was is will the Jets hold firm? Will, will the Jets be using the Jags as a standard of saying, hey, one of the best corners in the league, they got two first-round draft picks. We have one of the best safeties in the league. We want X amount of capital back, yeah. and we ain't budging until we get it. We'll yeah. see. Takes you got to be really high in principle, and you got to be firm on that, yeah. but we'll see what the Jets do. Let me ask you this completely hypothetical question. Just use your imagination for a second. Let's say that the, the overall game plan of this up-and-coming season was to keep Calais Campbell, okay? Now, let's say that Calais Campbell, for whatever reason, didn't want to be in Jacksonville anymore. Now, once again, this is totally out of the personality of Calais Campbell. That's yeah. hypothetical. But let's say Calais Campbell went out of Jacksonville. And let's say that Calais Campbell started to do some of the things that you see Jamal Adams doing. Let's say Calais Campbell was the guy that was calling out Tony Khan a little bit on Twitter. Do you think the Jaguars would have let him go? Hmm. Um, or I mean, it, when I, I, I'm going to let him. I mean, trade him trade on the him. heels of Jalen. Yeah. In the same situation, Jan. Yeah. No, I think they would hold firm. They would hold firm on Clayus Campbell. Yeah, I don't hmm. think this is about Jan. Okay. I think this is about setting precedent. Now, again, Jan could have been any number of players doing this. Talented player wants out. You know. On the heels of the Jalen situation, then calls out owner's son. Well, I think the Jags would be digging in the sand. You know, my feeling on this all along has been Shad is digging in the sand on this. Yeah. He is saying, he ain't doing this twice in eight months. You ain't not, you are not asking out of Jacksonville and getting a one way ticket out whenever you want, mm. unless we get a king's ransom for you. Mm-hmm. And they, well, got a king's ransom for Ramsey for the king. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they did. Yeah. And they're not getting that right now with Jan. Would they get a King's Ransom for Calais is probably the better question. Mm-hmm. Would they already have enough value in return? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Because he's proven himself to be a perennial Pro Bowl guy and a and very valuable piece. Again, we value uh, Jan to be a very good player. Correct. A very big part of it. Yeah. Right now, the rest of the league is making you question where he fits on the value chart mm-hmm. because they haven't offered enough for the Jags. Let me bring this up. Obviously, right now, there there is some drama happening in New York. No way. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. There is drama happening right now for the New York Jets. And I'm not sure where their management falls. I'm not sure where Adam Gase falls right now. But let's assume for whatever reason, a perfect world, that Jamal Adams going on these tirades is actually working. And let's just say, you know what? We have to get this guy out of here because he's going to be toxic to our culture going forward. We love to keep him, doesn't want to be here. Let's get rid of him. Any possibilities, because we've, we've broken down their pass rushers, their edge rushers before in New York. Any possibilities you could go as a straight-up trade for Yannick Ngakwe, for Jamal Adams? I don't think – it doesn't look like uh, – I don't think the Jets would do that. Okay. Without more in return. You want a little more incentive. I also think the Jags would want a player and a pick of some kind. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So would I? 
Yeah, I mean, defensive end is more valuable of a position. Without a doubt. So that gives me a little hesitation. But in positional rank, you're getting a better player. Yeah. With all due respect to Jan. You're getting the best safety in the game. If you rank the defensive ends in the league versus the safeties in the league, Jamal's going to be higher on that list. Correct. So would I be happy if that got done and be fine with it? I mean, I'd miss talking about the situation on radio. (laughs) But I would... uh, yeah, I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like, I, I would not be like, gosh, I can't believe that's all they got. Sure. I got a Pro Bowl guy in return with a lot left to, in his in his playing Keep career. Keep have to give him a new contract and all that stuff oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. But you're, you're locking him up as a piece? That yeah. thing's done now. Yeah. You're yeah. done back there. I don't mind it. I, I think if I'm the Jags, I'm still wondering if it's enough. And I know mm-hmm. I'm... And, just based off our conversation about Jalen and what he got, the Jets are thinking we've got one of the premier guys at this position in the game. Yeah. We want X amount in return. Sure. And I doubt it's just a player. Yeah. Well, let's be honest then. I mean, if you're a Jaguars fan right now, if it's just me and you talking about it, I mean, and let's be honest, Jan's made it perfectly clear he doesn't want to be here. And to me, if you can get something for him, I'd rather have something for Yannick Ngakwe than have him maybe sitting out the entire season and obviously getting nothing. With that being said, I mean, do we try to do we escalate the, the the Jamal Adams drama a little bit in New York? Like every time he tweets something, do we kind of you know kind of add a little kerosene to that fire and just be like, "Damn man, New York's treating you bad. You better you better do something about it." Try to escalate the situation because I'm I'm telling you, man. I think the more in Jamal Adams' case, keep in mind this isn't Yannick Ngakwe's case, but the more Jamal Adams, I think, causes drama and controversy. Adam Gase has showed up before. Okay, Adam Gase when he was in Miami. Star players got benched. Um, star players got traded away. And all, all to the chagrin of, like, what is this guy doing? Why would you trade? I forgot who the uh, – Kenyon Drake, wasn't it? Or, no, who was the, the running back that they, they had? Drake would have been last year. Um, so. it, there was another Lamar player. Lamar Miller. Yeah. I think it was Lamar Miller. Like, he was kind of like the, the – well, yeah. Yeah, he was, he, he was the guy, right? And all of a sudden didn't fit in with Gase, and Gase got rid of him. So – it's not out of the realm of possibilities, so needless to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hype up a little more Jamal Adams talk when he starts tweeting. Just think about it from a Jags perspective, right? Say say they, they still think they could get something done with Jan. Yeah. Well, that's gonna cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of eighteen, nineteen million at the very least a year, very least. You know, especially yeah. after what's uh what's his name just signed for twenty five million a year, Garrett. It's probably closer to 20. Well, the highest paid safety in the NFL is Eddie Jackson makes 14.6 a year. Mm-hmm. Sure, Jamal Adams is going to want more than that. But even if you had to pay 16, you're saving actually annually. You're saving a few million and getting a, a pro bowler and a guy that's higher ranked probably at his position if you did that straight up. Again, we've talked about the Jamal Adams stuff. I'd be okay yeah. with that. I mean, if you're going to end up losing Jan, I'd be okay with that. Uh, but it obviously it hasn't got done. I don't even know if how much it's been discussed. It doesn't seem like it's floated around at all on the rumor mill, yeah. other than a hypothetical that uh, people like us uh, bring up. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, we talk a little bit more uh, NFL and college football. Where is it at? What's the latest going on? And coming up in just a little bit, sports in a pandemic. How do you cover it? I caught up with some local media folks. For a conversation about that, what the football season could look like and how we cover it, how you consume it, we'll have that uh, at the top of the hour on the way. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well. We've got predictions and more wagers (laughs) on the way a little bit later on as well. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
Hey, it's Dan Levitard from the Dan Levitard Show with Stugatz. You're listening to Action Sports, Jax, with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. I say to Austin once in a while, what you got going on in your wacky world that you live in and I usually don't? Yeah. We can go a lot of directions. And so today you, you tell me UFOs. I roll my eyes, sure. and you say, no, I'm serious. Not not even lying, man. They and snuck that out at the start of the pandemic, and everybody did. just looked away, man. Nobody cared. It was, it was on the back. I mean, first we had murder bees. I give my TED Talk. I'm waiting for National Geographic to hit me up and say, Austin, come come join us. Which they like, should. I mean, it is what it is. That whatever. was one of the most well-received off-topic segments oh, in sports radio history. I, I got a lot of great compliments. I think my grandma cried listening to it, man. Like, she was she was that proud of me. First time ever she's been proud of me. No, I'm kidding. She's always proud of me. She's a grandma. Of course my she baby. is. You better believe it. Oh, she always calls me. But anyways, so, like, you had your murder bees. Well, in comes the pandemic. So murder bees, back burner. Yeah, hives are probably dying out. Who cares? Worry about that later. Right now, we had hot zones in Florida and all that good stuff. But in between the murder bees, Brent, and in between COVID-19, there have been UFOs. And, yeah, it was a little a little, a little blip here on the, the Twitter radar, but, no, but nobody good. cared. Good play on where a little thank blip. You, yeah, I think you like that. But <laughs> nobody cared, Brent, because we had bigger fish to fry, obviously, with COVID-19. So now that you know we're starting to get a grasp on COVID-19 now, we're starting to go back to our normal lives. Well, now we can go back and rehash some of those UFO findings. And supposedly the Pentagon here in the next couple of days, according to the Independent, which is a, obviously a newspaper, um, reported that the, the Pentagon is going to release some findings and some documents related to some UFOs that have been discovered. Uh, and one actually off the coast of Jacksonville. I, I need more. Is this real? What more Serious? do you want? Scott, back me up here, man. How do it's we real. know across? How do we know it's off the coast of Jackson? That's where one was spotted. Because this information is from the government, and they're here to help you. Yeah. <laughs> and also, do you guys believe this stuff? Well, keep in mind, like you think UFOs, you think aliens, right? Yeah. But these are just UFOs. These are unidentified flying objects. They could be from another country. Could be some kind of you know aircraft. Like we don't know what exactly it is. But once again, that's why I'm going to be locked and loaded when the Pentagon releases this stuff because I want to see what it's all about. Okay, that's fair enough. That's yeah. a good classification, by the way, because when I do think UFOs, I do think aliens. Yeah. Like they go hand in hand. But now there is some footage out there that the government has put out. Now, once again, is it real or not? That's up to you. But I'm just saying, man, look into it, Brent. Look into it. Conspiracy theory time. And also today, according to ABC News, this happened this morning, scientists are flocking the mysterious blue hole off Florida Gulf Coast. A 425-foot deep blue hole on the ocean floor has opened up. So, I mean, is this not Pacific Rim right now, Scott? Is this not the kaiju coming up from underneath the ground now? Here, here it comes, man. They're coming from the skies. They're coming from the ocean floors. Better batten down the hatches, Brent. We need to get those good people from BattleBots out here to sell, That's sell, what I'm saying. start putting together the gear hey, to save us. I'm not trying to scare you, Brent, but you better get your affairs in order. My, my, <laughs> what's, what's it matter if I have life insurance if we're getting hit by aliens and something coming up from the, the, the ocean floor? I'm not trying to scare you, Brent, but you better get your affairs in order because you better pray. Because if that Dodge, uh, I'm sorry, if that Ford Bronco gets here next year, I get in that thing unstoppable good, good luck aliens I'd like to see you try my late grandfather uh used to always kind of indicate that armageddon would be coming oh really uh i don't i, I kind of just said you're <laughs> getting old <laughs> but 
Maybe he's right. Uh, well, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, you Pandem- I don't think he said 2020, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pandemic, UFOs, and an ocean hole. But, yeah. Uh, explain that to me. I saw you tweet that out, though. What is this 425? What could that be? Like, what does that mean? So, um, basically, according to abcnews.com, it's a 420 feet deep blue hole on the ocean floor, about 155 feet below the water surface. Excuse me. And the, scient- the, the site is called the Green Banana for whatever reason. They're not really sure what it could be um, quite yet. Um, in general, the holes appear to be host diverse biological communities full of marine life, including coral springs, sponges, mollusks, sea turtles, and sharks. So they're actually like living in this hole, which, whatever. Takes a little while for that to happen too, so that means this thing didn't just pop up all of a sudden. Correct. Yeah, this wasn't like a sinkhole that happened like overnight. Right, and it's not necessarily like a tectonic plate shift or something like that. It's just like a oh hey, here's a thing we never noticed before, and wow, this is really interesting. So yeah. it could it could have been living there for a, been there for a long long time. Nobody found it. Correct. Nobody, nobody was looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good way to put it. So right now, scientists are obviously gathered around the hole. They're doing water samples, things of that nature, and trying to see what it's all about. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I look for you for the out there stuff, and you are a little bit out there. So uh, <laughs> with that in mind, I mean, are you convinced there are aliens and UFOs and things like that? I mean, oh, I know you man. wanted to set up shop with a remote in New Mexico last year. <laughs> yeah, and do the whole run thing. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> C- could you imagine just the, the fan support we could have got out in New Mexico? Were they on to something, though, in New Mexico? I mean, oh, there's all, you know, I mean, Roswell's out there, Area 51, or Area's, yeah, Area 51. Do I believe in aliens, what you're asking? Yeah, Area 51 became a thing, and then a pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah, Just for to sure. let you know. No, you're absolutely right, which makes, hey, conspiracy? <laughs> uh, listen, the, the answer to the question, do I believe in aliens or not, I think it would be pretty selfish of me and pretty close-minded of me if I thought in this giant universe that we were the only ones that existed. Now, I'm not saying we're going to come across aliens. I'm not saying they're going to land one day. I'm just saying I think there's other stuff out there. You, Brent? I, you know, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. If, if we're all that's out there, it would be an awful waste of space. It really would. Yeah. I wonder if they're living better. Well, here's what, no. I wonder if they have a pandemic. No, guess what? They're not living better because if they're living better, they would have found a way to come visit us. And then, listen, if aliens ever come down to visit us, well, then they win because they have the technology to do that. We don't. As far as I'm concerned right now, there's aliens out there that are just morons. They have no idea what the world's all about, and they're just morons living their life, and that's fine. But I'm saying if the day comes where aliens come down and visit us, we're in trouble. Well, maybe they think we're morons and we're not worth visiting. <laughs> That's a good point, too. <laughs> if they're listening yeah, they to this saw, show, we're not doing a whole lot of persuasion. West breakdown. <laughs> I know this signal goes far, but does it reach the damn aliens? That's is what I want to know. Yeah. Holy cow, we've gone off the rails. You Let's bring it back. You asked for this, and you got it. Next, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Sports in a pandemic. How's it covered? <laughs> How will it be covered? Next. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 